episode 17. Get out of here, Satan. What up, everybody? Another special night, another guest. We on a roll. We got my boy Aiden in the house. Yes, sir. But as usual, we're going to start off with a little moment of prayer. So just close your eyes and bow your head for me. Dear God, we just welcome you in this time, God. And we just come from a place of gratitude, God. Lord, I ask that you would just fill our hearts, God. You would fill the hearts of those listening, God. And you would just, just pour the Holy Spirit in. Allow us to honor you and glorify you, God. To give hope to those listening, God. And to just just really praise you. Really grow closer to you in this time, God. Lord, we love you. We are so grateful for you. Just fill us up. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about grace and mercy, you know, because everybody needs a little bit of grace. Everybody could work on that aspect. And even if you don't know that there's a difference or what those words mean, we're going to dive into it a little bit deeper. So I'm going to let Chris go ahead and just jump off the porch. You didn't prepare me for that at all, did you? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Um. So I guess just right off rip, I'm going to – uh define grace and mercy the difference between the two so grace is uh whenever you receive something that you don't deserve and then mercy is whenever you, you don't receive something that you do deserve in it, in a negative connotation so something that you know basically if you do something wrong and you should receive that wrath but you don't get the wrath god holds back that would be mercy and then grace would be if you were if you're like i don't know what a good example that would be if you like, if you like, yeah, if you, if you send in some, well, the, I guess the easy one would just be we're all sinners and that we all have access to the kingdom of heaven, right? So that's an example of grace. Um, So honestly, while he didn't tell me he was going to have me jump in right off rip, I was about to try to find this uh, Bible verse that, uh, I don't know, I think like the, the first way that I'd go with it is like um, talking about Paul, right, is like, Paul received like the ultimate, the ultimate grace, right? As far as like, it's really beautiful how God can make such a negative situation and turn it into something so, um, so beautiful, right? And that is like, that's our story, right? For me and Wally, I'm sure Aiden has experience with that. You know, it's like, and Paul, right? The reason Paul is so crucial that God used Paul as the person to to have you know jesus right jesus is actually the one who comes and approaches paul and the reason that's so important is because paul's literally killing jesus's followers right it's it's like from a human standpoint right that's like the worst thing that you know you could be doing is going out and actively killing christians you know and then god uses right he comes down he blinds them right literally not like he doesn't like blind them for like punishment he just shows his holiness right the light is so bright god's it's unapproachable light as it's explained in the bible right and that blinds him and then he's three days wandering around like because he's told to go see uh peter he's so we're gonna have wally look up who it is loading um He's going to find out real quick, but he's told to go see uh, one of the apostles, right? <clears throat> and then he goes, sees the apostle, right? And basically throughout this whole process, what happens is the Holy Spirit enters into him and he becomes like this devout follower of, of uh, Jesus, right? Um, And through that, like through his, so he's shown this grace. And then what happens with that grace is he's out preaching the Jesus Christ message and it's very much 
He's a very good advocate for Jesus. Being that he was on the opposite, the total opposite side of, right, killing Christians, right? He was killing, he's a Pharisee who was out there, he was a zealot Pharisee killing Christians. You know, and this is the beauty of God's grace, right? I personally can definitely say that I have experienced an unbelievable amount of grace, right? You know, even to the point of where it's like, why me, you know? Like, why am I so important to God? Why does God care about me so much that he would, you know, give me all this grace that I have, you know? It was literally probably three months in just of pure suffering where I was first, like, just trying to find a way of, of life that was a healthier way of life, you know, after just living poorly for years. And it was literally, I was told by someone to read this book called Sermon on the Mountain, and through reading that, that's where I received my grace, you know, God really approached, like, he showed himself, like, in all his holiness and all his glory, you know. I think a lot of times it's, like, um, which it's true, like, sometimes God's grace is something, like, that you can physically touch, right? But for me, God's grace is the best when it's, like, I don't deserve his presence. I don't deserve him to answer a prayer. I don't deserve him to forgive me, right? Like, if if, if God didn't do any of those things, it wouldn't be an unjust, that'd be a just God to do those things, right? That'd be He'd be totally justified in that. But it's through his forgiveness and grace where it's, like, I can receive him, right? That's, like, the the best grace that I've received, you know, and I've received the mercy too uh, of there's been, if I had got what I deserved, it wouldn't be what I have today. Right. And that's really how I feel about it. There's a verse that I'm going to look for. You got some stuff now. What, who was it? Ananias. Oh, it's not even an apostle. That's still lit. So it's Ananias. It wasn't a, it wasn't an apostle. Um, I'm going to look for that verse though. And then give the Wally, give the mud Wally. Jump in, Adrian. So, right. um, so one thing that kind of went to my mind when you talk about Paul, someone now nowadays. So Paul was catching like bodies, right? There's this dude. Um, he was like a, a gay, uh, a gay porn star. Pete game. He was catching bodies in a different way. But he found the grace of God, and he was able to start preaching. He was able he was able to have a whole family, kids, and he's preaching right now. I don't remember what his name was, but it's crazy because someone that was on a complete different side of that, selling himself, selling his body with other men, is able to completely flip his life and share his message to a specific sort of people. Because um, everyone's, not everyone, people struggle with uh, basically their identity and sexual, what's the word for that? Sexual, sec, yeah, sexual orientation. Um, I'm not going to say I had to deal with that, but, <laughs> but, um, hey, <laughs> But um, in a bunch of different ways, people are able to flip their mindsets, and it just gives you another perspective on why me kind of deal. Like, why are you choosing me? I haven't been through anything that Paul has been through or that guy has been through, but I've been through certain things in different types of ways, but it just shows you 
how God can really use you in your own specific way. God's gifts, we won't completely understand until we really know. But even when we think we know, we really don't. See, if you don't know, now you know. I can't finish that. There we go. Fire. Appreciate that, Aiden. Yeah, no, I think that's cool that he said that, too, because I think a lot of times, like what we were talking about earlier, um, like when we receive God's grace, like sometimes we have to go through, you know, like for, for Paul, you know, he was Saul and he was killing Christians. And God had to strike him blind, you know what I'm saying? He struck him blind and then showed him his grace, you know what I'm saying? Not only by restoring his sight, but by restoring his heart and his, his salvation, you know, like like by giving him that grace, you know, he then was able to use him in such a special way, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, people couldn't deny God at that point. You know, they would they would try, but it's like, all right, this dude was killing these people, and then all of a sudden now he's, like, the the guy, like, he's the man, you know what I'm saying? Paul was really about Jesus like he was he was devoted you know what I mean and he spread that word boldly and courageously he truly walked in his calling you know and it wouldn't have been like he would never found that calling if it wasn't for God's grace and I think that's the position that a lot of us are in you know and it's just it's up to us to step into that grace you know it's up to us to open our heart and our mind you know to see what God has for us what he wants to do with us you know and the only way we're gonna find that you know, it was by truly surrendering to him, you know, like Paul could have just been like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to see Ananias. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I don't even care if I'm blind for the rest of my life. I'm still going to try my best to do what I think's right. You know, but he felt that presence of God, that power of God when, when Jesus spoke to him, you know, and he was like, you know what? I want more of that. I'm tired of the way I'm living. I need to get out of this cycle. I need to go find this Ananias dude so I can find my sight, but also find my my faith, my salvation, receive the grace that God has for me, you know, and I feel like a lot of people are in that situation right now where we're just blinded, you know, by the the things of this world, you know, we're so caught up in, in everything that, that the world promotes, you know, money, drugs, sex, all this, all the above, you know what I'm saying, and we can't get out of that cycle until we truly find the grace, you know what I'm saying, until we truly receive it, and it's always available to us, you know, like, it's so special too. It's so cool that we talk about it this week, you know, cause like I just had a week full of grace, you know, cause I had, I had some things I was kind of like struggling with, like, oh, do I talk about this with this person or, you know, what, what should I do? And I was just seeking the guidance from God, you know what I'm saying? And my first instinct was that, no, I should keep this to myself because I was so afraid of the outcome of what would happen in this situation if I was, you know what I'm saying, honest and upfront with, with this person, right? But sure enough, all I did, I just, I felt bad and I prayed to God and I was like, God, you know what? I just need your spirit to like lead me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try my best to just be open and be obedient and just whatever, whatever you lead me to, that's where I'm going to go. You know what I'm saying? I have no choice because I don't want to be stuck in this place anymore. I want to fully open up to you and, and it's, whatever the outcome is, is your plan. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about before, like we're responsible. Uh Oh, paused. All right, we got it. We got it. We paused for a second. Get out of here, Satan. This is this is Jesus' time. But we're responsible for the effort because God already has the outcome under control. So I wasted a lot of time just being, like, fearful of the outcome, even though I knew, like, dang, bro, Satan really plotting right now. Oh, uh, y'all can hear me? Hello? <laughs> no, but instead of just being, you know, faithful in the sense of like trusting that the outcome is God's will you know I had to do something I didn't really want to do that was going to be uncomfortable 
but I had to trust that the outcome had already been taken care of. God, God's will was going to prevail in this situation. And sure enough, the Holy Spirit led me in the way, you know, God spoke to me through one of my friends. You know, I, I came to him and I was open and told him about what was going on. And I, I asked for guidance, you know what I mean? Because sometimes that's how it's going to go. God's going to use people to speak to you. Like, and when that happens, like, you can't be like, no, nah, maybe that wasn't God. Because if I just prayed for God to reveal for me what to do, and then I get, like, clear direction on what to do, it's got to be from God, right? You know, this is a God-fearing man, someone who I trust, and he told me what to do. So, all right, I'm going to do it. And sure enough, I received nothing but but the grace of God. And then when I had the open conversation, you know what I'm saying, with this person, it led to so much more. You know what I'm saying? I then saw the the purpose in this whole situation because it opened up a door to us being honest and vulnerable with each other you know and and reconciling in a way that can only be from god you know and that was purely just the grace pouring out over us because what we were talking about you know it wasn't really like anything good it was honestly something a little bit like well it was definitely far from god you know what i'm saying it was definitely just both of us being rooted in sin acting out of self but that's the beautiful thing right because in Ephesians this is the verse I want to run with it just talks about how we were like we were dead in transgressions and sins you know what I'm saying like before Jesus before the Holy Spirit came into our life like we were just constantly just dying you know what I'm saying because the wage of sin is death and I know for sure I was super I mean I still sin obviously but before Jesus my sin level was way up there the the meter was maxed out I hit the threshold you know what I'm saying but Jesus knew that and he still the sin threshold is crazy. <laughs> but Jesus knew where I was at, and he still died for me. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like, you know what, I'm going to wait till Wally gets perfect, and then I'm going to die for him and show him that grace. No, he knew where I was at, and he still made that sacrifice for me and for you and for Chris and for Aiden, wherever we were at, you know? He wanted me to just come to him exactly how I was. And sure enough, it says, um... In order that in coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. So God expressed his kindness to us, his grace to us through Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? And it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. You know what I'm saying? So it's purely just a gift. The grace we receive is a gift from God, you know, and we have to acknowledge it because that's going to allow us to grow so much closer to him. Like after I had received that grace, you know, after I saw God just move in a way that I could, like, I couldn't have handled the situation any better. God did it perfectly. And I saw that come to life and it, it just motivated me to, you know, take a, a, another step into my faith and just to grow closer to him. And I think that's what it takes sometimes, you know, like there's going to be times when we're, we're faithful to God and good things happen, you know what I'm saying? And we want to step closer to him. But there's also going to be times, you know, where we get what we deserve and we got to deal with the wrath. But we also are called to still step closer to him in the times of that wrath and that suffering, you know, and just pray for his grace and mercy to come, um, you know what I'm saying, come over us as, as he promised, you know, and it only comes through the faith. So it's like we got to have faith during the good times and the bad times. The uh, the verse that I was going to gonna read, it's a. Uh, Jesus heals a, a man born blind. Um, and it's, I'm just going to read like the first like paragraph in it. And then it there's like a bunch. It's a very long chapter. It says, As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, 
It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Shalom, which means sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Um, I'm just reading that for, I don't know, I feel like we get, I feel like he's talking about uh the gay porn star and then talking about Paul, right? As far as he, he's living this life of sin and the blind man, right, who's born blind, right? They're asking, is it because he's a sinner? Myself, right, I deal, I dealt with, uh, you know, all-star sinner, had all kinds of sin, right? And, um, it was always, like, the big question in my mind, like, over and over and over again, is like, you know, why me, why me, why me? Like, why, uh, why do, I would look at people around me, and, you know, from my pers- perspective, it was like, their life is so much better than mine, and, like, why do they not have these struggles, like, you know, fighting with drug addiction for years, you know, in and out of rehabs and all that stuff. And then just the other examples that I just mentioned, right? And it's always like, why do I have these trials and tribulations? And it's because I didn't see the full picture that God could see. It was that he was going to show me his grace and that because of that, now I can glorify God. You know, the only reason I, I, you know, as selfish as I am, the reason I want to do a podcast or I want to go to church or I want to read scripture or I want to say a prayer is because God showed me that unbelievable grace, you know, in a time when I did not deserve it, you know, as well as showing me a bunch of mercy. There's plenty of times when, you know, I did get arrested a couple of times, but there was plenty more times when I should have been arrested and I didn't, right? He he held back from something I did deserve, you know? And, but it's because of those things, right? When I look back on my life now that it's like, God is so good, right? It, it was like out of the horribleness, right? Like this man in that story, right? He's blind, and it's horrible, and it's people are like, "Oh, is it because he's a sinner?" It's like, no, it's so that God can be can be glorified, right? It's and it's like a common thing, right? It's like when you do see people get this unbelievable grace, which the first thing to grace that I've learned is that it is way harder to get somebody to realize they need grace than for them to actually receive it, right? Most people don't believe they compare themselves to other people and think I'm not really that bad, but it's always like the best situation I think to compare yourself to God and then you'll really realize how dirty you are right how much filth and how much sin you have right how much you need the blood of Christ how much you need to be washed in that blood so that you can be made holy in the eyes of God right to where you can you know receive that that gift in heaven right everybody needs grace you know and there's a lot of people who who I've come in contact with right who is like I'm bad but I'm not that bad you know it's like, no, you're, you're like, I won't say you, but I'm so evil. Like I got so much, like my thoughts are evil. My actions are evil. I have evil feelings, right? Like you read the, when I read James, right? It's like, he talks about, you know, being clean, like the way you speak, right? Like, like our tongue, we, we curse and bless God with this, with our tongues, right? Just that alone, there are so many people, right? We do not watch our words. I think any person who's listening can say, yeah, I've said evil things about other people. And that one thing makes you completely evil, as crazy as that might sound, right? In the eyes of God, right? Obviously, if you talk to different people, right? We're not going to be like, oh, you're an evil person, right? But to a holy, righteous, you know, justified God, it's like, that's evil, you know? 
every every person needs that grace. We all need that grace. And then just kind of going into a different direction with it, how Paul says you receive the grace is it's grace through faith, right? That's how he always says it. So it's like, well, how do I, you know, first you get to the point where it's like you realize, okay, I need the grace. And then once you get to that point where it's like, yeah, I realize all the sin in my life, which really, if you want to recognize the sin in your life, open up Romans, read through the first like five chapters of Romans and you'll see all like, because he's just mentioning all the different sin that the Romans have. And trust me, in America, we all struggle with some of those, at least one of those things, right? Once you realize, okay, I need the grace, then it's like about building the faith, right? Once I have the, I, it's, it sounds crazy, but it's like, once I believe and know truthfully in my heart of hearts that Jesus was the son of God, died on the cross, right? For my sins, I truly believe that then, you know, his grace abounds, right? That's, that's, that's where it it comes from, right? And where do I get the faith from? Through reading scripture, through talking with other people in the church, through, through prayer, right? A big part Francis Chan, his last his last podcast. I just listened to it today. Did you listen to it? The prayer one? Dude, it was so fire. But it really made me reflect on my prayer, right? Where God does answer my prayers. And it's like, I can't say that. Because I'm, I'm praying to the, the God of Jesus Christ, right? Like, that's who I say is my God. And then the fact that the, the prayers are answered by my God, I know that Jesus, like, it, it puts everything into to order where it's like, okay, I know Jesus is the one true God. I have the faith through that consistent prayer and reading that that scripture and like really receiving that Holy Spirit. And then I get the grace and then I am saved, right? It's the whole the whole process of it, you know? And it's it's the best part of my life, right? Like I'll I could talk about you know what I'm saying? Like we could talk about this all day, you know, with, with all the different people we come in contact with. We see all of the sin, dude. We're we're out there with the homeless people real greedy <laughs> some of them boys be filling them them bags up you know but which i'm not judging right I, i'd probably be doing the same thing about if i'm out there you know like i ain't judging it you know at work i see the sin I, at you know even in church right like in the church we're sinners too you know i'm i see my own sin like way easier than i can see anyone else's sin you know it's like i know the sin is out there right and the reason we preach the gift so much is because we want other people to receive it right it's a free gift. You, It's the freest gift you can get. And me and Wally can't give it to you, right? You can't just listen to this podcast and be like, all right, I got it now. It's like you have to go, right? It was Jesus who died on the cross, right? Not me and Wally. We're literally just messengers to tell you it's there, right, if you want it, which is lit. Yeah, no, I, I like how you just said um, that you could see your own sin before someone else's because that, like, talking about Paul and in Romans and stuff, like, a great way I had to explain to me was, like, so God, God's law, like how he writes, writes his law, you know, the law of Moses, the commandments, all this stuff, these rules that people see that we're supposed to follow. Like we're not following these rules. He didn't show us these rules in order to go to heaven. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh, check off all these boxes, do all these things right. And you're going to heaven. He showed, he showed us his law as a mirror. You know what I'm saying? It shows us how sinful we really are. You know what I'm saying? Like, when we see all these this list of, of wrongdoings, the sins that the people were committing, you know, in Romans and stuff, like we look at that and we're like, dang, I'm doing that too. Like, oh, and that one, and that one. Oh, no, and that one, all of them, all the above. So what, am I going to hell? No. And that's the, the issue, you know, with today. People's perception on God is so, it's 
condemnation. It's condemning. It's a vengeful, wrathful God. A guy, I always hear people, they're like, God's just up in the sky shaking his finger at me. I'm like, no, God is just up there like, bro, I want to love you and I want better for you. So just like come to me, seek me, you know what I'm saying? And through that process, you're going to find a life that is way better than anything you could do on your own. You know, he, he shows us our sin so that we can see where we're wrong and we can make a change, you know what I'm saying? And we can just try to make a change to receive that grace. That's all he wants to give us is his grace, you know, but it's up to us to truly seek that out, you know, and that's the hardest thing for some people because we're so comfortable in our life of sin. We're so comfortable holding on to these vices, these idols that we have in our life today because they bring us pleasure in the moment, you know what I'm saying? But in reality, like the, the never ending pleasure comes from the Holy Spirit. When we truly find the Holy Spirit and we receive the grace, knowing that we are actually forgiven, you know, when we truly feel that forgiveness, when we're able to forgive ourselves for the wrongdoings of the past, you know what I'm saying? That that was the beautiful thing for me, you know what I'm saying? Just this week having those hard conversations with people, my number one thought was just like, bro, honestly, like, if this person or these people don't forgive me, like... I know I'm forgiven by Jesus, you know, because I have truly repented. You know, I've asked for forgiveness. I've sought after the forgiveness, you know. I've turned back to God. I I addressed where I was wrong, and I instantly turned away. I instantly turned away from the sin. I turned right back to Jesus. And I said, you know what? Like, God, I know you love me. I know you want me just as, just as I am. I don't need to change nothing. All I need to do is just face towards you. I need to look right at you. I need to, like they were talking about at church this week, super fire message. They were like, put on Jesus. When you wake up in the morning, put on Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what that's what the world needs. They need real followers, real believers who are waking up in the morning and they're choosing Jesus. You know what I'm saying? We're choosing to walk in his light. We're choosing to be his image. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're made in his image, isn't it like the right idea to walk according to how he would want us to? You know what I'm saying? If we're out here at church and we're, we're doing this podcast and we're doing all this stuff, right? Like, if our heart's in the right place, aren't we going to try to walk according to him? You know what I'm saying? And the only thing that's going to happen if we do that is we're going to receive his grace. You know what I'm saying? His promises are going to come true. We're going to feel the love. We're going to feel the joy, the joy that only comes from Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like the the coolest thing, bro, that I heard probably, and then I heard it again, which I knew that definitely meant it was from the Holy Spirit. You know, my boy was like struggling with some stuff and he didn't really know like if he should be at the church, you know, and I feel like that's what a lot of people deal with because they're like, I would love to seek after God, but you know, my life is not right. I'm not doing right right now. I'm, I got addictions. I, I got battles with sin. And I know them. I know them. I know the law and I know that I'm not living according to it. But then the coolest thing I heard was, you know, the people aren't coming to church for you. The people aren't coming to church to see me. You know what I'm saying? They're coming for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So we need to be humble we need to kind of step back a little bit and realize our place. You know, we're called not to bring our best selves. We're called to bring Jesus to the table. You know what I'm saying? In every room, in every situation, because like we might be the only glimpse of Jesus people get. You know, you never know what, what background people come from. You never know what country they come from. They could come from a place where it's like if they hear Jesus, they run because they're afraid of that persecution. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it could be a real struggle. You know, there could be people of other religions that that aren't feeling fulfilled, they feel empty, they feel hopeless, and they see you walking in that light and in that glory, 
you know, they, they could have known your past and your struggles and they, they now see the grace you've received and they're like, I need that in my life. And that's how they'll come up and talk to you. You know what I'm saying? So like the biggest encouragement from tonight would definitely be to just live out the grace, walk in that grace. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we're called to do. You know, we didn't just receive it to then just like duck it away and be like, all right, I got it. I'm going to go to heaven one day. Now I'm just going to lay low until then, you know what I'm saying? No, we're called to walk boldly in that grace, you know what I'm saying? And then also show others that grace. Because a lot of times, you know, pretty much every time, people are going to fail us. We're going to set expectations on people, and they're, we're going to be let down. And then we're going to become angry and resentful and, and all these different emotions, which, you know, we're not really responsible for our emotions. We're going to feel them. It's our job how we react, our next step, you know what I'm saying? So when we just stop putting these expectations on people and we just show them a little bit of grace, you know what I'm saying? Because Chris tells me all the time, I'll come complaining and act like acting like a little, you know, <laughs> a little, little rhymes with snow. <laughs> but and he's like, bro, honestly, like you just got to show people the grace because they're just doing the best they can. You know, even like he was talking about the homeless people. We had a dude who came last week and just took everything, like took the whole <laughs> Every, whole whole box and walked away all all the food we had left and walked away you know what i'm saying but you know what he's just doing the best he can he's trying to survive out there and the beautiful thing about it was another dude who i i, I think he was homeless i don't know he could have just been out there he yeah he was kind of clean so he might not have been homeless but you know what i'm saying just from us showing the love to him and giving him a little something a little food you know what i'm saying little little jazz little you know what i'm saying just having a conversation with him and he saw how we reacted when the dude took everything because we couldn't be like hey you know got angry and been like no more people need to eat but we were just like you know what that's between him and god you know what i'm saying we're just going to show him the grace that we've been given and sure enough another homeless dude comes up and all our stuff was gone but that dude who took the whole box ended up sharing a little bit with him. You know what I'm saying? So when we show the grace, it's like a domino effect. Then more grace is shown. You know what I'm saying? When someone comes to us with a tough situation, when they were, they're in an argument, they're dealing with their girl or with their family members who are treating them wrong, you know what I'm saying? Which is like, you probably did something stupid, bro. So it's like, show them a little bit of grace. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I can relate to that because I, I say that a lot. I'm like, oh, my girl mad at me. But then it's like, if someone's keeping it real, it's like, all right, but what did you do wrong? And I'm like, ah, ah, I do nothing wrong. But in reality, you know, we just got, we got to walk in that grace, walk in that light and just choose love first, you know, because love is greater than any, any fruit we can bear. That's the number one thing. And the only way we can really love people, right, is if we're loving God and we're walking in his light and his grace, his glory, you know what I'm saying? Because if I'm walking in me, walking in self and my selfish intentions and my flesh and all this stuff it's just going to be a bunch of evil like chris was talking about because i'm a born sinner you know what i'm saying there's nothing i can do to change that the only thing i can do is take one step closer to jesus every day and slowly but surely you know what i'm saying that grace is going to be revealed to me you know as a dark situation now turns into light you know what i mean as i use my past as a testimony now instead of just a struggle and something to complain about people receive that grace because they see the way God has moved in my life and it's truly undeniable the fact that me Chris and Aiden are sitting here right now is truly just God's grace you know what I mean um I'm the dude he was talking about by the way with the <laughs> yeah he ain't say it but that was me um one thing I, I want to kind of go back to is it's a lot easier to sin because so basically God is a He's a, like he's a gentleman, right? He'll knock on your door. 
he's not loud with it. He's because God is so he gives so much grace. He's like he gives us the free will to do whatever we want, even though he knows we're gonna take that a mile. And it just it's so easy to take that stuff a mile. But the reason because of that is the devil he's gonna sneak in your back window. He's going to tear your life up. He's going to steal your innocence. He's going to steal all your purity. He's going to steal everything from you. That's why, I mean, you can hear that the devil, he he whispers in your ear, but he whispers loudly, and he'll keep doing it. He'll just keep attacking your weaknesses. God will never attack you in any of your weaknesses. The devil will constantly, constantly try to, get at you to do the wrong thing that's why it's that's why you constantly hear like kind of your intrusive thoughts mm-hmm. i feel like that's basically kind of what the devil is he's the, the that intrusive thought oh let me throw my phone out the window Ooh, let me kick this baby in the jaw oh, hey. maybe not that one <laughs> i maybe not that one but um um but 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 the devil will like he, he'll just constantly tell you to do the wrong things and that's why it's so easy to because God will just constantly just keep knocking on your door and you just got to take that step of faith and and listen to him and open that door for him. You are the person who could take that final step. It's not going to be God. He will give you all these chances. He'll keep giving you chances. I don't remember what the statistic was, but people will see miracles in their life and still not believe in God. Saying like saying that might be like, oh, that's not me. I've seen so many miracles in my life. I've heard so many miracles, and I still struggle to believe, and I still struggle to devote my time to him. It is crazy because, um, like healings that happen through people is insane. Like I, I wouldn't be, like you wouldn't believe it if you weren't a believer. Like people like blindness. Healing through some like someone's leg, some got a, a bad leg, some got a limp, got a fix, something like that. <laughs> someone had a dirty little leg, but he got fixed. Some that stinky leg, but I don't even know. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's some of the stories I've heard from people in church, like Isaac. He was talking about when he was on his missions trip. A mission missions trip and I don't even remember where he went but it was like for six months this girl had like a really bad back she wasn't uh, able to play with her kids and they just did a prayer for her and then the kids started um running up to him and telling him oh my mom was able to play play with me for the first time like she was up there running around with his kids playing soccer all that stuff, and this is in a place that's in like a, like it was in. I don't remember, but it was like Mexico or some like it was a high a high cartel area, so they had to be like in some in some like hidden area. But it's crazy, like people don't even know who God is until you really go out there and and um and tell them. That's what's so important about missions trips. I'm going I'm to jump the gun and do my verse. Unless y'all got something else to say. Go ahead. All right. 
because it kind of goes along with uh, what I'm saying. So it's Hebrews 4.16. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There, there we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. Break it down a little bit. When we need it most, not when we want it. People want to have grace all the time, but are you really doing what you need to do to get that grace? That's a reality check. Um, do we need, like, if you really think about it, we want so much stuff to happen. We want to get so much money. We want to have all these cars and do these things, but we need to first put ourselves humbly in front of God and really seek the kingdom. Because if you're not seeking the kingdom, you're going to be blinded. So if you can be blind and have all of this stuff with you, and then you realize how kind of sad you can really get, and it's not really what it all is about. Money's not that you don't revolve around money, you don't revolve around sex, you don't revolve around drugs. It's really not what you need to be seeking. It's really what the most high power is. We're only here for so long. Who knows what what else we got in life going on, but we're going to go through so much more hardship. Even if we do keep seeking the kingdom, we're still going to have that hardship. That's not going to stop just because... I'm reading the Bible every day. I'm going to church every Sunday. I'm going to church on Tuesdays. No matter how many times you go to church, you're still going to have these hardships. You're going to have uh, death in your life. You're going to have all these temptations. But again, don't want the devil sneaking in your back window. I'm saying this right now, and tomorrow I'll still mess up. <laughs> but that's just the reality of it. Things of that nature. Hell yeah. I, I got a... Uh... Romans five eighteen, and this is uh so I talked about it's like two it's always extremes I feel like with every person you fall on one or two extremes always in every situation and the one extreme is that you don't think you need the the grace and then I think there's the other extreme of people who think they're too far gone that they they can't ever receive um they can't receive God's grace because they've gone too far which bro this this thing about a snap boy I, f I found this little but it says so therefore as one trespass led to con condemnation for all men so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men so the one the one trespass was adam's trespass and then god condemns the world right and you can read that in the beginning of genesis right and then obviously the justification of life for all men comes through jesus and that's one act right on the cross for as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. So through Adam's actions, right, we're all made sinner. And then because of Jesus, right, Jesus's uh, action on the cross, right, we all now could be righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, right? So it says the law came to increase the trespass, right? So we got the law, and it's basically the best thing I ever heard about the law was that it's there just so that we know we never, ever will reach, right, that standard that God has for us, 
we will we will always fall short of that law right always every time that's why it's there that's why we still have it that's why we still have the 10 commandments is so that you can read through them and you can really say like i i haven't i haven't you know not broke one of them and especially when you read when you read the sermon on the mount the the probably the greatest sermon ever by jesus right like when he actually describes like if you've been angry at someone right you've committed murder in your heart if you've right looked at a woman lustfully right you've committed adultery in your heart right so it's like no one's ever not committed those sins and then you go to the point where it's like people have literally done all of those things right literally have killed people and actually have you know been adulterous or covetous towards another woman right and that's where the, why the law is there so that we can look at it and say you know you can you, you'll you'll tell yourself you're like i i have broken all of these these commandments right and so it's like this and this is what's so far it says so if grace super abounds over sin then we know that it is impossible to outsin the grace of God. We can't sin more than God can forgive, but He we can reject His grace and forgiveness. I'll, that's that's so tough. You can't you can't that's so far. You can't outsin the grace. You can't you can't sin hard enough to not get the grace. Basically, is what that's saying, right? But you can reject it, right? You cannot you cannot grow your faith, right? You can you can you know you can just literally hear hear that like you know there's people right who hear have heard the gospel five or six times right from different people right and still haven't accepted it or still haven't even looked into it right it's like you can still reject the grace that we've been freely given through christ right but there's nobody who does accept it that won't be forgiven you know every every, every person right and i got a ton of sin like i have sin from after i accepted christ that's like you know I mean, I, I won't share it on a pot. Like, I've sinned, though, that I've had after Christ where it's, like, even to the point where I condemned myself and I was, like, that one was too far, right? So that verse is so far because, like, even if you're on your walk with Christ and you're still falling into sin, it's, like, you're not made pure because you no longer will sin. any. Like, you're not made righteous because you're not going to sin anymore now that you've accepted Christ. You're made pure because as soon as the sin happens, you're washed clean of it, right? So it's, like, God's looking down on you. You do the sin, right? You're filthy and you're dirty, but literally as soon as the sin takes place, you've been made clean instantly again because of the of what Jesus did two thousand years ago on that cross. God still looks down on you as like one of his right part of his body of Christ, right? You're a part of that body still, right? When he when he looks down on the earth, you know. And so I can definitely like I've never been on the side, honestly, of like oh, I don't have any sin, but I have been on the side that I'm too evil to receive the grace. Um we didn't really talk much about mercy, did we? It's all right. It's all the same, really. It's just stuff that we don't deserve. But yeah, I like I like that that verse that you can't basically outsin. You know what I'm saying? The grace that God has for you. You know, I also like how Aiden was talking about like when you need it, like you need that grace. You know, you've reached that that point of desperation where it's like you have nowhere else to turn. You know what I'm saying? Like you've tried all other options and in all the the efforts, you know, in all the struggles, you know, you still haven't filled that void in you. You know, you still haven't been able to forget what you've been pushing down for years and years. You know what I'm saying? The past traumas, you know, the, the headache, the heartbreak that we deal with in this world. You know what I mean? Sometimes it truly takes us being beaten down into submission. You know what I'm saying? Being driven into our rock bottom moment to just turn and, like, look for the grace. You know what I mean? That's what it took for me, like. I don't know, man. I was just 
seeking all the pleasures of this world, everything it had to offer. And for a time being, like, it was lit and I loved it, you know, until it wasn't, until it was really dark and it was really evil and it was really depressing, you know. It was me causing so much pain on my, my mom, on my family, you know. It was creating distance in my relationships, you know. And it was just bringing me farther and farther away from God, you know. I was running away from God. God was, ch like, chasing after me, like, bro, tighten up, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've got a mom who's praying for you every day. You got a sister who's, like, embarrassed, you know, that, that you're her brother, you know what I'm saying? Because her friends are seeing you out at the club and out here doing all this crazy stuff and, like, all this nonsense that I was just running in, you know what I mean? And it's, like, I had to hit that point, you know, that, that breaking point where I was like, all right, it's either God or nothing, you know what I'm saying? And that was such a beautiful moment for me, you know, looking back on it now, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the past for, you could give me all the money in the world. I wouldn't change nothing I did, not one moment of it, no matter how much shame and guilt it brought me, no matter how much pain it brought on my family and it brought on me, you know what I'm saying? no matter what what it caused in my relationships, you know what I'm saying? Like, there was a point it got so bad, like, the woman who I'm about to marry had to leave, you know what I'm saying? She left me because she loved me so much. She knew, like, nothing would change if she stayed, you know what I'm saying? And she and it's so beautiful because it's like she had that talk with my mom, and even my mom was like, look, trust God and believe that, look, he's going to do the work in him that needs to be done, you know what I'm saying? But you just have to be faithful in this time, you know what I'm saying? And that's truly what it took, you know? I had to feel like I had been left alone. I had to feel like no one loved me. I had to feel like I had burned all the bridges in order to even look look for God, to even try to find him. And then sure enough, like down the road now, I'm like, he was there the whole time. You know, he was just orchestrating it perfectly according to his will. You know, he was just prevailing his will in my life. You know, that good and perfect will we talk about that God always has for us. You know, he just wanted me to tap in with his glory and with that grace, you know, I had to, I had to, to really f like need it to find it. You know what I'm saying? And it took a while, bro. So don't think like, oh man, like my girl broke up with me and Wally just said all this stuff. So like, all right, God, I'm here. Like, show me your grace and bring it back. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, oh, I lost my job and I could really use God's grace. So God, I'm going to pray to you. Like I'm at the drive through and you're going to bring me what I order. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's not how it's going to work. You know, and I don't want anyone to get discouraged but it's real, you know what I'm saying? You got to put in the work. You know, the faith without works is dead. And we're going to say that over and over. We're going to say a lot of this stuff over and over because that's the stuff that was said to us. You know what I'm saying? And that's what kept us going and kept us fighting another day. You know what I'm saying? Fighting the battles of addiction and, and all these different things that we struggle with, right? It was all so necessary. And still to this day, you know what I'm saying? I seek after God, you know what I'm saying, as hard as I do because I truly understand that I need him. I'm desperately seeking the presence of God, because it's like, without him, my life is a mess, you know what I'm saying, and I have no peace, even sometimes with him, my life is a mess, but I have peace today, you know what I'm saying, like, someone asked me, so now that you're like, all about God and stuff, like, your life probably got so much better, right, and I'm like, honestly, bro, like, I don't, I wouldn't even say my life got better, I would just say, like, my my mind, you know what I'm saying, my spirit, my peace is there, I have a peace, a joy that I never had before, you know, like, I actually look forward to stuff, you know what I'm saying, like, people would probably look at my life today, and it's like, oh, he just be up at the church all the time, or he just be doing stuff like this, or being with the homeless, like, that is not fun, 
like I would I would literally clown somebody that said, "Oh, I'm at church, you know, Monday through so and so, and I'm feeding the homeless on the weekend." I'm like, "Why? That's what? Like, get lit? You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's turn up." But now I see it, and I'm like, "Bro, the fulfillment I received today by trying my best to walk according to His will, you know what I'm saying, is so much greater than anything I could ever find out there in the world." You know what I mean? And it's like now I have like a group you know what i'm saying a community of like-minded people that are just truly seeking after god and we're building each other up you know what i'm saying we're lifting each other up constantly you know what i'm saying and in the hopes that like we all come together right we all come together as the community as the body of christ and then we take that out you know and i'm so blessed to still have all my like best friends since a kid in my life you know what i mean and my hope for them is that like they'll see the difference they'll see the change you know what i'm saying and they'll want a piece of it you know they'll see like how crazy I was and how today like I'm still crazy but you know what I'm saying I can show the love you know what I'm saying I can show the the grace and the and the the fruits of the spirit that God has given me but that's only because I'm following his greatest commands you know what I'm saying I'm seeking the kingdom with a full heart you know what I'm saying and I'm also loving people I'm loving people the way I would want to be loved as God you know what I'm saying called us to and that's the only way any change is going to be made you know what I'm saying cuz there's like this story and um I think it's Matthew. You know, I've been reading the gospels and they all they all get pretty jumbled up in my head. But Matthew was like, um, this this dude basically somebody gave gave like four people some treasure or something. You know what I'm saying? Like some gold or something. You know what I'm talking about? He gave one dude like five five coins or something. Five let's say five gold coins. He gave another one like two and gave another one like one and basically the dude that had five he like used that and made it into ten you know what i'm saying and then the dude that had two used that and made it into four and the dude that he only gave one to he he buried it you know what i'm saying he saved it for later and when the dude came back from his journey wherever he was and asked for the the gold back or whatever the gold coins back the people that had multiplied it you know what i'm saying they received a, a a crazy reward, you know what I'm saying? They probably got more gold and they probably got like all this cool stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then the dude that just buried it and didn't do nothing with it, he was like the dude was like you're tripping, bro. You like basically condemned him, you know what I'm saying? And that's how I look at it today. It's like I've been given so much, you know what I'm saying? And now it's my job to walk faithfully and to multiply the fruits that God has given me, the grace that God has given me and spread that to other people, you know what I'm saying? Because if I were just to keep it and bury it, like, I'll get I'll get up to the gates and he would be like, really? And just drop me down into that fiery lake, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he really just won? <laughs> That's all you got? So it's like today I'm like, I'm trying to run it up, bro. I want to see as many people in heaven as possible, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want, and not only see them in heaven, like, I want to see them walking in that light on earth, you know what I'm saying? Like, the coolest thing ever was like, when one of my closest friends called me and was like, hey, I, I finally listened to the podcast and I loved it. Like, I loved every second of it. But my favorite thing was when you were talking about, like, bringing that that heaven to earth. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like we're just supposed to suffer and be miserable down here. Like, like how Paul was, you know what I'm saying? Constantly in prison and constantly down bad. Like, yeah, that might be our situation. But the love we share and, you know, the fruits that we bear should bring the closest thing the closest feeling to heaven you know what i'm saying that people are going to feel that bro that's it bro like chris just said to live is christ you know what i'm saying we're called to live 
according to Christ. You know what I'm saying? We're called to walk in his image so that people can receive that and they can feel it. And it'll spark, it'll spark something in them to the point where they're like, you know what? Like, I want to live this way while I'm here. But more importantly, I want to spend forever feeling that way. I want to go to the place where there's no darkness. There's no evil. There's no shame. There's no guilt. You know what I'm saying? There's no depression, no anxiety. It's just simply glory. It's grace. You know what I'm saying? It's the love of God. And that's that's our mission today. You know, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this podcast. Because it's like whenever I tell people about this, it's like we want to catch the people, you know, that, that might not want to step into the church. You know what I'm saying? This might be just a little first little step of faith they take is just like let me tune in for a little bit see what these crazy dudes are talking about you know what i'm saying and god willing you know what i'm saying the right people hear this and god willing they take that step you know what i'm saying in their time you know what i mean really in god's time whenever god sees fit he's going to put everyone listening in the position he has for them you know and the first most important step is just to to seek after that that love you know what i'm saying seek after that grace that we've been given you know because if we just spend our whole life beating ourselves up about our past and about our mistakes and the way we, we just can't do anything right and our situation sucks we're just gonna be like that bitter old person you know what i'm saying that that mean little walmart greeter that dirty little walmart greeter that's always angry about something yeah bro check in your seat you know what i'm saying but guess what like i'm not i'm not stealing (laughs) i used to steal but not no more Ah. (laughs) you know what i mean but even when we see even when we see them even when we see that dirty little greeter show them some love (laughs) 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 i'm not it's just true bro they'd be angry you know what i mean you know what i'm talking about sometimes they're nice and they 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 must have received the grace you know what i'm saying they must know jesus you know what i'm saying because if they're that old and doing that job you know what i'm saying and they're that happy that's not happiness that's joy that can only be given by jesus um i got one more thing too but um kind of like what i was saying is like we also feel like we're locked up and we're kind of in our own little jail also is like if you're not praising god while you feel like you're locked up or if you feel like you're just locked in in your little space in your head what are you doing in that moment are you praising god or are you continuing to lock yourself in a deeper hole are you going to keep are you going to worship and break down those walls because god will give you that grace think about it like that you know what i'm saying um Another thing that uh, I want to say is you kind of got to be locked into the long the, the, the long run because for me personally, um, when I was in middle school, I was in like a three-year relationship uh, to like freshman year. But, uh, but um, <laughs> um, I was in like a three-year relationship and... It ended because of she got in a car accident and died. And in those times, I was like, I was a Christian in those times, but I was like, I was so pissed at God because I didn't know why would he do something like that to me and get, like, I, I mean, like, I, I was, like, a lukewarm Christian in those times, so I'm, like, I didn't understand anything. I wasn't really going to church. The only time I was going to church would be 
when I'm with my cousin. And I'll be like maybe once a month. So I really didn't understand. I had no answers. I just locked myself in my room. Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to think. I didn't really tell anybody. I was just, I was heartbroken. So what I went to do was I went to mess around. I wanted to try to get that feeling back that I had with my girl. But nothing really gave me that enjoyment or that feeling, that love. I just didn't know what love was. So I just kept messing around. And then here I am. It was like four four years later, I'm in a, another relationship. I feel more than what I felt. I feel what actually living a God-centered relationship is like. I know what I know what actual love is and I'm just so glad that I was able to learn those lessons and it just also kind of goes with you really just got to keep waiting and just be in that patient period sometimes which sucks being patient and and waiting for what God's going to do to do with you is it's not it's not easy honestly because you just want stuff to happen but it's not about your timing it's about God's timing God's timing makes no sense we will never understand it but that's just that's just one of his wonders it's perfect we and that's another thing is what we want and what we need is completely different it doesn't matter what you need it doesn't matter what you want it's what you need and and God will always know it's crazy but um another verse um I just I just looked it up James 4 6 says and he gives grace generously as the scriptures say God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble pride oh my gosh pride is crazy like you don't even realize you got pride until <laughs> all right yeah I won't, I won't even get it i won't even get too much into that but once you get over your pride and just realize that you really don't i don't even know how to put it but like you don't even you just don't understand what your life has ahead of you until you really start going getting in the scripture start having a uh, a good circle around you and having people that will point you in that right direction things of that nature that's fire appreciate you sharing that dog that was pretty heavy bro that was deep that was good man you open it up yeah we worldwide bro they're gonna be them nigeria boys they're gonna be yes sir <laughs> yeah shout out nigeria i don't know who in nigeria is listening to this but appreciate it <laughs> that's lit bro um yeah that was crazy um but just back to what Wally was saying, the thing that I always tell him, I wanted to say it before I went all the way around, but I forgot, so now I'm just going to say it now. But he's talking about, you know, something I tell him about, um, you know, somebody being in their, you know, that person in their situation, right, judging them for their situation and everything like that, right? I get that from this guy, David, you know, whenever I call him and I'm, like, mad at somebody or something like that. And that's what he he always tells me. He's like, He's like they're doing the best that they know how to do right now, and then he always he always relates it to a homeless, like someone being homeless. And he says, 
if they knew how to do any better than that, you they would be right because there's for by no reason do they want to be living out there in the street, you know, begging for food and begging for money, even if they're on drugs or if they're you know it's even sadder right when they're they're mentally insane right and they can't help it, but even if they are on drugs out there, it's like if they knew how to not do drugs and live in a nice fat crib, they would be doing that right. But they they literally don't attain the abilities to do that right. And uh, the best way he goes into it is like think about it like this is like you'll say I'll never be like that person right who's out there in those streets and that might be very true but it's not because of anything that you've done right all the good qualities that you have God created you right he gave you those good qualities and then all the grace and all the mercies that he's shown you in your life to give you the things that you don't deserve right God also has done those things right and he just decided right that he doesn't want those people to have that path because he has something different planned for them right just like it says with the blind man I'm sure he had tons of struggles you know in his walk right but God made him blind so he could use it for his own glorification right and that's that's really I think and it has not much to do with grace and mercy but it's just as far as like hey, I guess it does right showing somebody else grace right because we do we are we are quick to look at I think people in those tough situations that we haven't experienced ourselves and we don't show them sympathy because it's like that you know I, I work real hard for my job or whatever I work hard for my money and like that's the reason I have all this stuff like if they just did that they could be my situation and it's like well if they could just do that they would just do that right in reality, they, they've been given a different set of challenges, and God created them in a way where it's like their brains don't work at that level, right? They maybe don't have the intellect. They maybe don't have the char- charisma, right, to, to you know, perform well at a job or something like that, you know, which it's always just good to meet people with that for their grace. Or even like how, um, what's his name again? Aiden, my bad. I can't remember names, bro. I texted you last week about the last dude on here. I can't. Yeah. But um, I'll forget it, too, in, like, 20 minutes, bro. It's terrible. Right? But even, like, Aiden, right? Like, I didn't know. I didn't know. Obviously, right? I just met. I don't know Aiden that well. I just met him on Tuesday. Um, Right? But it's, like, I could judge Aiden for wherever he's at right now. But I have no idea about his, like, that part of his story that he just shared with us, you know? And it's really the sympathy and the grace and then the patience, right? When somebody does start their walk with Christ and guiding them through it, right? Because they're going to mess up and fall a bunch, right? And um, but and I lose sight of that, right? Sometimes is is showing another person that, that same grace that's been given to me. Yeah. Super fire, bro. Super fire episode. Went a little long, but appreciate y'all are still listening. Appreciate appreciate all the the people all the brothers and sisters in different countries you know what i'm saying appreciate all the tc natives you know what i'm saying quick shout out to tc because we 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 inside now we in the studio you know what i mean we got the phone going just wait it's only god god snapped you know what i'm saying he showed us the grace you know what i'm saying this all started with just me and Chris being some dirty dogs sitting on the bench smoking black and mild, and look at look at where he brought us. You know what I mean? A, a foam covered studio in a barber chair. Video coming soon. Just stay tuned. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to encourage y'all to just keep listening. You know what I'm saying? And not even you don't even gotta listen to us. Listen to anybody who is truly loving Jesus, talking about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Branch out. Find a church. You know what I'm saying? Find a community, find people, you know what I'm saying? Grace Family Church, doors are always open. I don't really, I mean, there's a bunch of churches. I don't really know a lot of them because I've been going Grace Family for a while. But, man, just 
grateful to be here. I'm just going to pray this out real quick. So just close your eyes and bow your head. Dear God, we just thank you, God. We thank you for this night and this this topic. You know, I thank you for the words you put in our heart, God, the Holy Spirit, the way you provided for us, God, and the way the Holy Spirit is always with us and always saving us, God. I thank you for the grace you have shown us to even be here, God. And I pray that the people listening, God, would feel that grace, God, that they would relate to what we said, God, and then use that, God. Use it to spark a fire, God, a flame in their heart, God, to seek after you, God. I pray you would continue knocking at their door, God, and that they would just aim to please you god aim to seek you god and just love you god i pray that their first instinct would be the spirit god that 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 knocking at their door would be truly from you god and they would answer it they would that you would just quiet the devil in their ear god they would you would quiet the demons they are facing god and just fill them with your spirit god lord we're praying miracles over the people listening god the people everywhere no matter what country no matter what position no matter what situation you're in god I just pray I just pray you would fill them. We love you, we praise you and we thank you. In your all my name we pray. Amen.